Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I am your host, Aaron Schweitzer, and I'm joined by Laurel Bronze. This podcast is powered by everyone's favorite newspaper, The Source Weekly, coming back on stands May 21st. We're super excited about that. Um, and I'd like to give a shout out to our supporter, Ben Pet Express, your best local source for healthy products for pets since 1993. Order online at benpetexpress.com for free deliveries or daily curbside pickup from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are joined on this podcast by one of my favorite locals, Dave Clemens. Dave has been doing radio in Central Oregon since 1990. He's currently doing the Dave Clemens Experience on 105.7 Quack in the morning and playing music on the peak 104.1 in the afternoon. Unpurposely controversial to some, just an idiot to others, but my close personal friends, my listeners, seem pretty loyal, says Mr. Clemens. Uh, he's got three kids, three cats, and lots of regrets. And glaringly missing from the bio is his uh, reigning best of readers poll championship for radio personality. Uh, Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. I do want to mention that I cut that out of the source and it's in my studio at work and I look at it every day. So <laughs> thank I you for that. that. Yeah, I, uh, I always enjoy coming on and uh, congratulating you for winning that thing. So. You need to come in more often. You're, you're welcome on my show anytime. Well, I appreciate that. I think I came in last for Give Guide, and, um, yeah, that was fun. Well, I'll take you up on that for sure. Yeah, please do. I love that. I love that. So um, I, I do have to mention three kids, three cats, so each kid gets a cat? No, all my kids are uh, adults now, so it's just me and the cats at home and the wife. So yeah. the cats actually have you outnumbered. Yeah, they really do. So we do uh, every Friday morning on KQAK, we do the, the pet of the week. And uh, uh, Lynn over at the Humane Society of Essential Oregon has kind of figured out what kind of cats I like. So <laughs> if she's really trying to get rid of one, she'll bring it in. And then I end up adopting it. So that's how I got my three cats. Um, so right now, I imagine, I mean, we're seeing our, we're seeing our digital numbers uh, on the source just skyrocket as people scramble for information during, uh, this quarantine. I got to think you're probably one of the most popular people in Bend right now. Uh, people hugging their radio, clinging to some voice coming into their house. It's not their spouse or other. Are you seeing that? Uh, it's hard to tell. It's a, it's a balancing act right now. Uh, because people tune to the radio and they want information, but they don't want a bunch of gloom and doom. And yeah. of course, it's a serious situation, so you can't make a whole lot of jokes about it either. And right. as you know, that's kind of my shtick. So it's a <laughs> it's a very interesting time for me right now. <laughs> yeah, you got to walk the fine line between being funny about it, and uh, I do think people are lightening up a little bit. I uh, hope you're hope you're cracking some cracking loose occasionally. Yeah, I think they see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. Yeah. And uh, our, our, our coverage of it has mostly, I try to start every morning with something positive yeah. uh, as far as the, the whole thing goes. And, and that is, in Oregon, we've been pretty lucky. We've got 4.1 million people in this state. And the fact of the matter is, is 135 or 36 is where we're at now on the death toll. The, the last time I looked uh, this afternoon, I think we added four more today. Uh, 136 people out of 4.1 million. 
you're doing pretty good with the pandemic. So it's, it's easy to find some bright spots where a lot of people are, are they're scared and, and nervous about this stuff. Do you, do you get your ratings right now or do you have to wait for a book? Is there a, is there you got to wait for a book? So I've got no idea in the larger markets. There's this thing called the people meter yeah. and they look like the old pagers and they just <laughs> carry them around and you get like instant data. You can actually, I, I would love to have this. I don't want my boss to have it because you can actually watch exactly what you said that made everybody turn the channel. <laughs> I mean, you can listen to it as you watch people tune in and tune out. We don't have that in a market this size. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel the pandemic's changed what you do as a, as a radio host? I mean, I know you're trying to be less funny. but uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy for me to be less funny. I was never that funny to begin with. Um, I, I think there's a sensitivity there that, that I'm, I'm having to try to find more so than before, because my attitude before was if I hurt your feelings or um, I felt like somebody was freaking out about something I said, it used to be, get over it. I'm just joking. I'm just a guy on the radio. Um, but now it's, I'm a guy on the radio and I'm, I'm talking about something that people are really, really scared of. Yeah. And I don't want, I never want to make fun of somebody being scared, if that makes sense. Even though I don't have the same hysteria as some people, yeah. I understand with the stuff we're, we're being thrown at every single day, why people are scared. So I think that's the biggest change for me. And then trying to find that message of hope every day and something positive. Yeah. Have you, um, can you recall, and maybe there isn't one, but have there been any um, particular callers that stand out or anything that's that's shaking you as you've been doing your show or people just like, thank God for Dave Clemens, I'm getting through the day. I get a little bit of, of both. Usually the, the problem is, is if you, if, if you say something that upsets someone, um, Usually it's pretty short what I get. I've gotten a few emails that said I'm never listening to you again uh, or, or whatever. It's, it's really interesting because the calls will get like, um, I'll get a phone, I'll get in the same day one phone call saying, you're a liberal idiot, I'm never listening to you again. And then my next phone call is, you're a conservative jerk, I'm never listening again. I'm like, how did I do that? I don't even know how I did that. So a lot of, it's, a lot of the times the things you say are the things you do um, could be right down the middle of the road, uh, but because of the filters that the listener is using, right, uh, you, you come off either way. So uh, to answer your question, I mean, I've, I've gotten some comments in, in both directions. You're not taking this serious enough. You're taking this too serious. And yeah. um, it's always been a little bit like that, but I feel like I'm, maybe I'm more sensitive to it now because I do understand that some people are, are, are scared. Some people are scared of, obviously, uh, the coronavirus, some people are scared that uh, their liberties are taken away. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I've been kind of surprised that people, I mean, people are continue, I think, to search as we've come through this thing for a return to their old normal. I mean, there's all this talk about the new normal and getting used to the new normal, but I look at radio personalities as kind of that old normal. I mean, you're carrying through and things are going to change, but I would, I would think your listeners would be kind of like, oh, you know, it's an island in the storm. I, here I am in the morning again with, with Dave, you know. Tell me whose birthday it is, you know, tell me, you know, that right. it's going to be all okay, right? There's some glaring differences, though, now, now that you bring that up. You know, uh, some of the contests we're not doing right now, 
um, which we consider benchmarks. People tune in for the right. Wheel of Birthdays or the Question Impossible. And we're not doing those right now because you can't come in to pick up a prize. Right. Or the businesses <laughs> aren't open that we give the prizes from. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like because of that, maybe we do feel a little bit different right now. Yeah. And it'll it'll be interesting to see what the new norm is, or if I'm able to pull it off that everything went back to normal. I don't know. I'll check to see if your hair has been dyed red or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're doing something crazy. Um, well, hey, I wanted to to also um, chat a little bit about thir um, from the information you said over. You've been doing radio 31 years here in the community, and um, wh where did you get your start? So, um, my first station was in Prineville. So, awesome. uh, I wanted to be a, a radio guy since I was about 12 years old. I was hoping this was going to be a good story. <laughs> I don't know how good of a story. Radio in Prineville every day. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting start. So, I wanted to be a radio guy. And my, my plan to get into radio growing up in San Francisco, uh, I knew that it was going to be hard. So my plan was that I'd get a job like at a local radio station taking out the garbage. And then the guy that serviced the copy machine would like die and I'd take his place. And I just slowly worked my way up and I figured by the time I was about 50 or 60, I would work myself into a, a job on the radio. So I started, I started going to... Uh, started going to school and at the end of the semester we had this assignment that we had to go to a radio station and learn about demographics and stuff and I ended up getting to sit in on a morning show in Sacramento uh, with a guy named Boom Boom Anderson and so I sat to the show and he didn't talk to me the whole time they just did their show and I just sat there all like oh my gosh I'm here with a radio yeah. guy and at the end of the broadcast he turns to me and he says so you're gonna be a radio broadcaster you're going to school for that and I was like, yes, yes, I am. And he said, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? He said, well, if you're going to go to school, be a doctor or something. Uh, if, if, if you want to be on the radio, just go get a job. Well, that next weekend, my parents had just moved to Prineville, and I went up to visit them. And I was driving through town. I was like, oh, I could totally do radio here. I called the nearest radio station. I didn't know anything about the area. I didn't know Bend, Madras, Prineville. I didn't know. The nearest radio station to their house was in Prineville. They put an ad in the paper that morning for a radio guy. Uh, the paper hadn't even come out yet because at that time, Prineville's paper came out in the afternoon. And uh, I went down, interviewed, and that was my first gig wow. was KRCO in Prineville. That's a, there are no coincidences. Yeah, I felt like that was a, a meant to be. I did end up leaving after about three years. I turned 21 in Prineville after growing up in San Francisco. And to be honest, that was a little tough because there wasn't a whole lot to do. So I moved to Portland, did a little bit of radio and stuff over there, came back to Central Oregon, and Horizon Broadcasting Group had bought KRCO, uh -huh. and they were looking for a program director. So I told them that I used to be the program director of KRCO, which was totally not true, but I did work there. And uh, so now I'm the operations manager for the five stations of Horizon Broadcasting Group. Yeah, that's great. That is a great story. Crazy, right? I, we, we do have that. We do have a very similar uh, origin story because my wife, when we were living in Portland, got a job at the BLM in Prineville. And uh, I knew nothing about Central Oregon. And we ended up, uh, she was calling me while I was in, in Portland saying, 
yeah, I, I just heard about this place called Bend. I'm torn. I don't know whether to, to get a place in Prineville or Bend. I'll call you back. <laughs> now, did you guys live in Prineville at all? We didn't. She ended up getting she ended up getting the place in Bend and commuting to Prineville, and then I I joined her and uh, <laughs> I, I never experienced that. But Prineville was the uh, she worked at the BLM in Prineville for almost five years. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Well, I look so, at Prineville as my second home. I I love Prineville. They were always good to me. So I have a soft spot for it, and I I've gone. It, it's changing quite a bit. It's it's um it's got a whiskey and uh, coffee and whiskey bar. Have you seen? Have you heard of that? No, now we're talking. Yeah, they opened a little, you, you get coffee in the morning or whiskey and then coffee or whiskey at night. So huh. I like it. I love it. Um, well, what do you think, what do you think's changed in the 31 years in terms of radio? I mean, what have you, what have you seen for, for Central Oregon? I think radio in general has gone through a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it's hard for me because I don't know how much of it really changed compared to how much I learned mm -hmm. over the years, if you will. But you know, when I first started doing radio, you could, you could call your local radio station and request a song, you know, that's not really a thing anymore because you are after a, a, a certain demographic so hard that you don't want the drunk guy that just lost his girlfriend programming the station by calling in for, for uh, whatever song every hour, you know what I mean? California or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, be because of that, um, you've got to find other ways to to feel connected. As as you know, in radio, there's a lot of technology now that you can use that makes the job easier, but also kind of disconnects you from your community. So we've had to come up with other ways to make sure that we we are still connecting with local, you know, we try to use all local jocks and, and that kind of stuff, but you'll see, uh, and, and Ben's been really good with that, but you go into other markets and uh, there, there's people that, uh, you know, some guy in Utah will record seven different shows for seven different markets throughout the, the country when you have these big, uh, these, these big uh, broadcasting companies. Yeah, I've heard of that. I mean, it's, a, you know, they talk about the heyday of the um, the boom booms in Sacramento and the Wolfmen's and all that. Right. And, and you do, you, 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 I do feel like you're kind of losing those personalities. I mean, I think people like yourself are um, pretty rare, you know, outside of morning shows. I, I feel like and you could correct me, but radio stations don't really get behind their jocks as much. They're not, they're more, more about, you know, well, we play Taylor Swift, so that's obviously why you're going to come to our station and instead of you know, the person who's spinning the records, so to speak. Definitely. Most definitely. I've never worked for a radio station that said that I was talking the right amount of time. They're always trying to stop me. They're always <laughs> like, well, you know, it really should be about 30 seconds and your last break was seven minutes. I don't understand what you were talking about. Uh, that's always always kind of been the case, you know. Maybe. It's always supposed to be moving forward or whatever. But Bend, uh, Bend in general, including the other the other radio groups, I feel like does a really good job in connecting with with Central Oregon, and and that's one of the reasons why I stayed here. The other reason why is I'm not good enough to go to a bigger market. But uh, uh, I like to say, sure. it's I, yeah. I mean, also, is it? I mean, or um, Bend has a really, or Central Oregon has a really unique. Um, kind of geography for radio because you don't get a lot of the clear channel 
blasting, you know, most of the operators are small. Um, you're not competing with those people either. Right. Right. And that's, uh, that's exactly, I, I think the charm. I, I'm, I'm afraid of the day that, uh, someone comes in and, and buys one of the, the three groups, yeah. uh, that is, that is not really a local, local thing anymore. Um, well, I say I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid if it was us. <laughs> if it's one of the other guys, I don't care because I will beat them. Because <laughs> local radio will will uh, will always win. It'll, it'd be rough for a little bit, you know, because they would have resources that I might not have. But the right. fact of the matter is, is at the end of the day, the, the local guy should come out on top. I, I like your moxie. <laughs> I, I think if I were facing a clear channel... I mean, their broadcast power and their resources are just so deep. It's been, it has been cool. And I didn't realize, you know, that the mountain keeps the signals back. Like in, in another market, you might just have, if the mountains weren't there, you could have a station in Eugene just up their amperage. They're two hours away and penetrate the market, but they can't do that here. Yes, that's why I'm against taking the mountains away. Every time that comes up on a ballot, I'm like, no, let's keep the separation as much as we can. Yes, we, we've editorialized that with you. No, no reducing the height of the sisters. I'm against, not, not for. Um, do you feel like, I, I mean, this is one thing that I've started to experience, and maybe it's just being sequestered and, and thinking about the, I don't know, the benefits of being here, but you know, you've been here 31 years now, you, you kind of start reaping some of the benefits of being an oldie in this community. You like, you know, your dentist, you know, your doctor, you know, I've had them for a while and I'm sure they listen to you at some, in something. <laughs> are you, Steve, are you experiencing that? Do you, do you, uh, do you yeah, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like the perfect, <laughs> it's going to sound really vain. I'm like the perfect amount of famous. <laughs> because people recognize me wherever I go, but I'm not so famous that like anybody wants to like touch me or anything. <laughs> and uh, that's a, a really nice feeling. It's taken a long time to get to this perfect, this perfect spot. My goal is to be as famous as Bob Shaw. And I feel like I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to plug a book that I'm working on. Oh, I love it. Okay, it's a uh, it's a it's a book about this DJ that wants to be the most famous DJ in Bend, and so he starts killing off all the famous people. Um, and, Bob, and Bob Shaw's his first target. Uh, no, Bob Shaw's like his last target. He starts off with like Ashton Eaton and uh, some other people like that, just to kind of climb up. But his his nemesis is Bob Shaw. So I've been kind of working on that. Yeah, <laughs> my, I, uh... my first book. I will be happy to review it and uh, possibly even support turning it into a graphic novel because it, <laughs> it seems like it's going that direction. Yeah, yeah. But being here for this amount of time has been, has been uh, awesome because of the fact that I, I feel like one of the benefits is the people that have been listening to me for a long time, when I do slip up and I say something either insensitive or that might have came off a little bit wrong, a lot of times I get the benefit of the doubt if yeah. it's from the people that have been here for a long time. And that's, <laughs> that's very valuable because <laughs> if somebody freaks out about something I did or said on the radio, um, I've got a lot of people that got my back and say, Hey, Hey, look, he's, he's a moron, but he's our moron. And that's, that's a nice, that's a nice feeling. 
Yeah, I feel like we get we get some of that with the paper as well. I mean, you can, you know, if, if someone doesn't like a candidate that we've endorsed or we picked, I mean, you've got a track record now. You can point back to like, hey, you can go 31. I've been 31 years, you know, right. <laughs> in this row. Give me a break. You know, if I, if I de deviated a little bit from what you wanted to hear. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it, that, that kind of feels good. Um, Dave, we're coming to the kind of the close of this thing. Are there any anything that you want to speak to that we, you know, we haven't covered? Not that we're covering stuff, but I appreciate you having me on. I feel like so famous now. I'm uh, up, be careful. I'm up. People might want to start touching you. <laughs> right? Yeah, I might have just got beyond that perfect <laughs> amount of famous. No, I do want to thank you for uh, having me on. Of course, I want to thank anybody that's ever ever tuned into the show and and I, I appreciate that because if people don't do that then I've really got nothing to do <laughs> so I, I do appreciate that I've been able to stay employed in, in radio uh, pretty much same company the whole time I've been here it's incredible I mean I just don't think you hear very many stories like that and when I was looking at thinking about questions to ask you I was like man it, it there I, I was interested to hear because I was thinking it can't have been at one station you know but <clears throat> that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. so I've been I've been uh, very fortunate and uh, I don't know it's a great town I really I'm I'm really glad this is where I ended up you know for a long time I I thought I was gonna be in New York number one guy take down Howard Stern whatever but uh, I got more into serving a community if you will and that that became more important to me and to be honest Prineville is is where I learned that Prineville was was my community for a long time and and uh, then to get the opportunity to expand that to all of Central Oregon is pretty awesome. That's cool. Laurel, I, I meant to flip the mic to you earlier. Any, any things you want to shout out to Dave? Sure. Say that again. Oh, I, Laurel's going to ask you, ask you something. Oh, okay. Brace yourself. Uh oh, <laughs> it's pretty hard hitting reporting for this one. Um, I noticed that you're in the wedding business and I was wondering if you could just, kind of talk about what you're seeing out there with, especially with the governor just coming down a few days ago with the limit of 25 people. Um, are you getting a lot of cancellations? What's the vibe like in the events world? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking me about that. Uh, that's actually a pretty huge part of my life. I pretty much have a wedding every weekend of my life from March into November, except for this year. Um, I, was, I had more weddings booked this year than I ever, ever have. Uh, and they started dropping off uh, in March. Uh, some some moved to next year. Some moved to Sundays in August. And so it's going to be interesting to see if we're ready for that if, or if things will keep moving. But a couple, uh, I've had a, a, a few weddings that have just completely canceled. They decide they'll just get married at the from the Justice of the Peace and have a party some other day. And, and uh, yeah, I'd say... I say a good quarter of my business just completely evaporated uh, with this thing going. Uh, as of right now, I get an email every week saying, hey, uh, just kind of check in with you, see what's going on. And uh, everything in May obviously has now officially been canceled. Half of June is officially canceled. I've got a couple towards the end of June that is still hanging on. I have a feeling those will probably cancel. I, I really do. So it's kind of an interesting time. Some people are pretty sad about that as you can imagine they're they were planning for the last year their dream wedding and now it's not going to happen so it's it's a little sad to see that happen 
Bye, but they're still going to get married, so that's good. Love wins. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, that's such a big personal production. I mean, we do all of our festivals got canceled and a lot of our races, but I mean, the wedding thing really hits home. And just like the graduation thing, I think they're they're these one-time events. You can't you can't hit repeat. You can push a little bit, but um, yeah, it's really just pretty unbelievable. The graduation thing is is interesting. That's one of the things that I've taken some heat over. And maybe if I could use this as a a place yeah. to say I'm sorry for some of the things I said about graduation. Well, there's a couple things that I saw happen because of social media. One was. A bunch of people my age are posting what they look like when they graduated from high school. And I don't understand how the heck that helps today's graduates. So I made fun of that. And some people said that I was a jerk for that. So I apologize if I upset anybody. And the other thing was, uh, some people were complaining about no graduation. I understand that's important. I barely graduated. So graduation was really big for me because I didn't even think I was going to be there. Um, but I did say, well, it could be worse. My uncle's senior trip was to Vietnam. And I guess that was a little bit insensitive. But still, what's happening now is not as bad as that. Well, I don't. Well, you're in good company because I am horrified by the idea that people are posting up pictures of themselves at graduation. <laughs> I don't see if I had my son luckily graduated, not this year, but in the year prior. And I can't see how that would give him any comfort seeing pictures of, of me during that time. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, hey, look, it's not so bad, is it? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I wasn't always fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay, well, the, the mea culpa has been issued, and, um, and we, will, we will certainly stand by those comments, at least <laughs> on, our, on our show. So, um, well, Dave, thanks for being here. I really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and I will, uh, I will, I will call you and and demand reciprocation and uh, hog up your airtime. Anytime, you're always welcome on the. Experience. My senseless drivel about stuff. So. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I'll be waiting for your call. Okay, Dave. Thank you again. One of my All right, favorite thanks. people, Dave Clements. Thanks for being here.